This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there, so head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Ford, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and we are here at World of Coffee. One of the sponsors for World of Coffee is Caraman. I really hope that I've said that correctly. Um, but thank you to Caraman for sponsoring World of Coffee. Um, today, for this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Garfield Kerr, who lives in the UAE. Are you local to Dubai? No, I'm Jamaican. And I've you have lived here, here for 10 years. Just pull the microphone a little closer to you. If sure. You're perfect. Yeah. Um, so you've lived here for 10 years. Yes, I've lived here for 10 years. So welcome to the podcast. Thank Garfield. you. It's a pleasure being here. Um, for those in our audience who don't know who you are, I'm not sure that there's many of them because I'm sure I know a lot of people do know who you are. Uh, why don't you tell people what you do and the business that you have, etc., etc. Sure. I'm the CEO of Mocha 1450. Uh, which is a specialty coffee shop here in the UAE. Uh, we sort of pioneered the concept of having a boutique coffee experience where a lot of our coffees are only available at our location and nowhere else in the world. Uh-huh. So it's sort of a unique experience, to, a really interesting coffee experience. I'm also on the local UAE Specialty Coffee Association board, uh-huh. and I am currently the second vice president of Specialty Coffee Association, and on the board for the SEA as well. So you are in the industry across the globe, essentially. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that before, but yes, I guess. But you so. do scale the gambit, right? Like it's, yes. it's. Uh, I, I imagine the politics is rather interesting. Uh- <laughs> yes, it is, but. I have a superpower where I stay away from politics. You sidestep yeah, that. Yeah, sidestep side of all of that. I try not to get involved in. <laughs> well, I do want to uh, uh, officially award you as the most dapper dressed human at SEA. Thank you so much. Of Coffee. <laughs> For anyone who is listening to this, uh, you, you go check out the video. Uh, you you look like an English gentleman. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> My tailors would be proud. So. Um, our theme for World of Coffee in Dubai is the future of specialty coffee in the Middle East. Sure. What are your thoughts on what the future of specialty coffee is here? What are some of the exciting things about it? What are some of the challenges that are ahead of us? The exciting thing is the growth. If you're looking at the Middle East in totality, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of reports and smarter people than I have looked at the projections and said that there's a huge growth potential and I do believe that is accurate Mm -hmm. so there's there's huge potential the Middle East is the fastest growing region for specialty coffee in the world and that cannot be disputed so I would say the future is bright and if executed properly I think that it could be a sustainable future as well so from that perspective, I think the future is quite bright for the, for the region at large. And what do you think are some of the challenges that are ahead? Some of the challenges, uh, I think logistics are some of the challenges, but I think that with the addition of the Dubai Multi 
commodity centers, coffee center, that will solve some of those logistic mm -hmm. issues because the UAE is trying to position itself as a large coffee hub. So from that perspective, that will be uh, a sol is because they've been operational and are offering uh, their services currently. So that is a solution to that problem. Uh, some of the other issues, though, I can speak more locally. Yeah, yeah. Instead of in regional. Dubai. Yes, yep. in Dubai, uh, a major issue right now is that the market is oversaturated for B to C. It's quite oversaturated. It is really wild to see how many amazingly beautiful cafes are here. And like, it, they're not just nice cafes. They are beautiful cafes that are empty. Yes. And it's amazing that you said beautiful because I have a project coming up. Uh -huh. I won't discuss because it, was, it will be a surprise to everyone. Quite shocking to a few of our loyal customers. But I think people will be happy with it. I think uh, I had a conversation with someone from Australia who said that it's not just here, it's global. A lot of the cafe owners have good intentions, but some of them uh, just see the coffee industry as uh, a cash cow. So the idea is that if I build a really beautiful space and without attention to detail to the coffee, people will come. And uh -huh. it's true, people will come. Yeah. But what happens invariably because the market here especially the emirati community they're so well versed and <laughs> experienced on good quality coffee is oh, that yeah. it works initially and then it fails yeah so but it, it works initially if you open a cafe with a ridiculously uh, curated interior people will come to you, but yep. it's not sustainable because after a month, a month. or two, then yeah. they'll move on because they know what quality is. And that's one of the number one issues facing us right now that so much so that I'm designing a project to highlight that because I didn't know it's a global phenomenon. I thought it was more acute here, but speaking to my colleagues around the world, uh -huh. I think that from an investment perspective, people believe that if they build a really nice interior, they can attract the customer and then flip it and sell the business, which is really not a sustainable approach to any business or to the industry. Not today. Yeah. It might have worked in the, in the 90s. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore. Well, the margins are so thin. Yes. That when people coming into the industry for the first time realize like, hey, it's really high revenue, but how much you actually making? Make, yes. Most people don't know how to have that conversation. Because of the low barrier to entry in the industry, whether it be to be a professional to own a business, what I've found is that people come in ex-corporate and they are looking, you know, how hard can it be to run a coffee shop? How hard can right? it be? Uh, this guy's doing it. so it Everybody's doing it. Every, doing there it. must be money in it. Everybody's doing it. No one's done a feasibility study. So that's one of the major issues here. Yeah. And uh, Everywhere. Everywhere. But I think that here in particular, uh, a lot of businesses look at others and say they're doing it. How hard can it be? And uh, I think that should be the first thing you do is a feasibility study to see whether or not what you have to offer fits in with the market and mm -hmm. whether or not it's sustainable. But it's become almost fashionable. So if everyone is doing it, 
why not me? That's not to say there aren't uh, businesses that are conscientious that have done their homework. Well, Kim from Roar is a great example of that, oh, right? Oh, well, they're the original, so yeah. <laughs> they're the they're template, the they're the prototype, they're the originators, not just here in the UAE, but in the entire Middle East. They're the first specialty coffee shop here. So, yes, they definitely grew. And a lot of the things that you see here in Dubai is because of them. Yeah. So, for example... I have a lot of guests uh, visiting from around the world and have sort of been shepherding them around the Dubai. And we've traveled through Al-Khuz and I told them that this is the epicenter of specialty coffee in the UAE. Yeah. And it's only because of raw. And it was only because of necessity. Because yeah, wow. at the time, that's all they could afford is to be located in an industrial area. Yeah. So then you had these other brands that came afterwards that were exceptionally well-funded, could be located anywhere, and they also chose to locate in Al-Khuz, in industrial areas. So, wow. Yeah, so that is why there's more coffee shops in Al-Khuz, is because that's where they chose to set up, out of necessity, but nevertheless, everyone followed. The life cycle of a business here is rather fascinating, because... <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, Melissa was on, uh, uh, from Branding Matters, was on the podcast yesterday. And she was talking about the life cycle of a product and the fact that a lot of the businesses here, when they're starting, because of their lack of understanding of the industry, they're not realizing that you've got to have a life cycle for the product and then come up with new products. Yes. Because... People are looking for the new stuff here. And if they're getting bored very quickly. And the product, if, if you stick with one product, the life cycle of that ends up becoming your business's life cycle. Yes. Do you, do you see that a lot here? Yes, I do. And going, even going back to the interior. So our flagship branch is quite unique. And there are, most of our customers tell us, don't touch it. And it's kind of hard to even renovate slightly because you'll anger right. half but for the first time i've had uh, a few of our clients saying you know it's time for a full upgrade which is shocking to me because we've been so unique and everyone's always and how said, long has it been again uh in that location it's been since 2015 right so so they're like time for a facelift exactly and because you know money's cheap and Exactly. It's not going to cost anything for and the business. And the reason for that is because there has been so many cafes that have opened with ridiculous interior. And as someone who really loves interior design, it's hard for me to critique that yeah. because a beautiful space is yeah. always welcome. You can't critique it. But if it's a beautiful space without substance that there's no focus on the coffee, then it doesn't work. And from my perspective, my idea is that people quite enjoy the space that we've created because... Time literally feels like it's standing still. Wow. It slows down and it's very unique and very comfortable and cozy. And it's hard for me to say to change that when more than half of our customers really value that yeah. and are asking me not to. So the project that I'm going to do actually is to address all of these issues in a very artistic manner to bring attention uh, to the subject globally, which I'm glad we're doing now when, when because I've never had a global platform to discuss Oh, you're that. so welcome. Yeah. Uh, and my next question was going to be, when are you doing it and can you come back on the podcast and talk about it openly? <laughs> I'm doing it for Art Dubai. 
which I never wanted to give a hint, <laughs> but you've got it out of me. So for Art Dubai, we're going to do it. When is that? Art Dubai is in March. Okay. Will you come and have a conversation with Definitely. me after it happens? Definitely. And, and we can unpack it because it, I'm always interested to see people who are genuinely stepping outside of what the trends are doing and they see how the consumer as well as the industry is going to be impacted by that. Yes. And it's a huge risk for us because, like I said, uh, a lot of our customers are very particular and get upset whenever we change the slight yeah, issue wow. because they're really connected to the brand. A lot of our clients come to us morning, afternoon, and in the night as well. So, wow. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I've definitely taken away so far from the conversations that have happened on the podcast while I've been here and the conversations I've had with people over dinner and, and whatnot is how educated the consumer is here. Yes. It is wild. It is. Even from when we first started, I was explaining to someone that a lot of people have never tried a cup of excellence, even people who've been in the industry for years. Right. And our clients are so well-versed in coffee that they travel. And whenever they travel, they visit the best coffee shops they can find. And they've always brought back cup of excellence from around the world. Right. So... And they would store it at our brand at branch and the barista would prepare it for them because their theory is if I'm going to buy a cup of excellence, I'm not going to prepare it at home. I'm going to give it to an expert barista to prepare it for me. Wow. So behind the counter in our locations, you can find, since we opened, a lot of cup of excellence. That and your of course, customers gave yes, you? Yes, my customers wow. brought in. And they would. it was for them, basically. But whenever they're there, they'd say, you know, I was in London or I was in Sydney and I got a cup of excellence. Would you like to try it? And I was like, sure. As a matter of fact, that's why we started offering Jamaica Blue Mountain because I'm Jamaican. Uh-huh. But initially, I didn't think J- Jamaica Blue Mountain would work because of the high price point. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the hunger for something special and the cup of excellence, I thought for sure it will work here and it has and and do you think it has because of the branding or like the branding of jamaica blue mountain because it's a a, you know it's well known and yes (laughs) and no but mostly no and here's why because the the population here especially emiratis they really know coffee and it doesn't matter what it is if they don't like it they're not going to drink it. It's not wow. like I've heard about other countries in the Middle East where a lot of the clientele there will just like the best and they will drink it. But here, no. If it's high acidity coffee, it's a, it's from the start won't be pre- preferably. So if you have a cup of excellence that's really high in acidity, they won't drink it. So it's not wow. just about the, the branding or how famous the coffee is. They truly have to enjoy it. And they do enjoy it. And I think the Jamaica Blue Mountain is a difficult coffee because I call it the citizen cane of coffee. Uh-huh. It's so perfectly balanced that uh, most people that are new to specialty coffee won't rather enjoy it because the flavor is not spiking. Acidity is not. There's nothing that really stands out. You have to really know coffee to really appreciate it. And that's why the Japanese love it, right? Because it's so yeah. balanced. And I think if it wasn't for the consumer here really appreciating coffee it wouldn't do well because it's not a wow coffee to most people you think of a wow coffee you think of panama geisha with extreme flavor profile very fruity and most people when they try an exceptional coffee that's what they expect 
So the Jamaica right. Blue Mountain could be disappointing to you. But it's so preferred here that annually, around the end of year for the holiday season, we introduce the peaberry, which a good friend of mine, uh, Basil Jones in Jamaica, uh-huh. uh, it's his go-to coffee because he loves the peaberry because it's more intense uh-huh. so we started doing it and it became a huge thing and emulated everywhere and around the globe and one of our customers loves it so much and because we got so little he actually bought Buy all the of whole it. lot <laughs> yeah he bought the whole lot How so every year <laughs> yes and and i told him listen no we'll just save some for you and you know and then what ended up happening i think his driver was in one day and the one of the leaders from another country had his driver there picking up some and he said no i want all of it <laughs> the so, more you bring in the more he's gonna buy yes. he's just gonna it's, take all we of have it. it he's paid for it in advance of and course. he just calls and said i want five bags of jvm That's so, and so the peaberry jvm is not on the market anymore <laughs> and yeah it's going to do you have the jamaica blue mountain on the menu at the moment yes it's always on the menu and uh it's there, we have our customers that prefer it and will only drink JBM, but it's quite an experience. And we try not to push it on people because it's so expensive. Uh-huh. We usually, our baristas are trained to ask people their preferences as to the flavor profile they prefer, uh-huh. and they go towards that. So we never I'm try have to, to upsell come and it. Have it. Yes, I'm, I'm here invited. till the 20th, so I'm, we're going to come down. And we and have a few Cup of Excellence as well. Yeah, great. So, I love the team of Cup of Excellence. Yes, they're, they're quite good. Great, great people. Anna and, and we don't sell Darren. the Cup of Excellence because of the question that you ask about whether or not it's appreciated or people just go for it for that. So the Cup of Excellence comes with a coffee masterclass. Oh, wow. So you have to book it in advance. Yeah. And uh, what we do is if... Well, it's for everyone. We walk you through the three grades of coffee. Uh-huh. So we provide you with a C-grade coffee. Wow. If you're participating in the masterclass, you actually go and buy. Okay. We give you the money and you go with one of our, bar- one of our baristas and you buy it. Oh, wow. You come back with it and then we brew it for you. And then we brew a really good specialty coffee. And then we brew the cup of excellence. So you can compare the difference between the, all three. It sounds. The and thing, at the end of it, you get a personalized bag okay. of this cup of excellence with your name on it. This is what Dubai delivers on: is experience. Yes. Like that is an experience for somebody who is looking to get educated in coffee, that's meaningful and cultivates connectedness with the product and with your brand. It's beautiful. And another thing uh, that I've been encountering recently is that. There's this thought that there's no luxury brands in specialty coffee. Oh, and yeah, I think are. we definitely are. We've always considered ourselves understated luxury. It's not in your face, but yep. the experiences that we were able to curate for our clients, we're definitely a luxury brand. So at the SCA, this comes up invariably. <laughs> that, uh-huh, that that's that is Specialty <laughs> is here, and then there's the next level is luxury, and no one's playing in that space. And I always have to raise my hand and say, we're not in your face, but we're a luxury brand. Yeah, we're there. We do a lot of bespoke stuff for our customers, and uh, I've learned not to talk about it on Instagram because everyone here emulates what you're doing. So, yes, you we're can definitely talk about a luxury here. brand. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Open invitation for you to come back and talk about it anytime. But I'm, I really want to... Uh, 
dive into that whole new thing that you're going to do that's going to be quite challenging after March, sure. after it's all done. So open Definitely. invitation when you're ready to come back. I am going to poke at you and say, hey, Garfield, are you ready to do that Definitely. now? Definitely. Um, if people want to check you out on social media, where can they find you? Ha, huh, that's a tricky question. I intentionally try not to do social media, but my mark branding manager, my marketing manager. You have like two photos on your Instagram. Well, all my photos, the head's cut off. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the brand, my brand manager is Simone Gannon, who's quite uh, amazing at what she does. The uh -huh. way she explained it is you're basically the mascot. <laughs> and in the UAE, a headless mascot. You're, the, you're the mascot. You have to be on, uh, on social media. And especially Instagram, because Instagram is king yep. here in Dubai. And it's a way for you to connect with your customers. And the concession I made is, okay, I'll be on Instagram, but I won't show my face. And she said, okay, fine, deal. We can make a, a, we can make a, it work. a whole so thing Garfield out of it. Mocha, but Mocha1450 is on Instagram. And okay. One of the other things we've kind of pioneered is that most of the posts well pioneered by Simone is that we have such high brand engagement that most of our posts are actually reposts of our customers. Love it. Because when they go in and it's always amazing the perspective that they have. I've been there a million times. I've never thought to take in a photo oh, the wow. way they've done and the intimacy of how they interact with the coffee. It's quite amazing. So if you go on our Instagram, you'll see a lot of reposts from our customers who are quite talented for photography as well and passionate about coffee. Well, this new iPhone 14 is wildly great. Yes. Like it, it really I'm does. I'm a Samsung person myself. Oh, we won't go there, sir. We're getting on so well. <laughs> yeah. I think Samsung <laughs> takes much better photographs, but that's not. I do like the iPhone, so. <laughs> the, the, I went from an iPhone 8 to an iPhone 14 Pro. Okay. And uh, that's a huge leap. And so you can't say anything bad about <laughs> iPhone 14s right now. <laughs> I'm loving it. So, Garfield, this was wonderful. It's such a pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to having you back on the podcast. Thank you so much. Soon. And I'd like to invite you into Mocha for a coffee, oh, and you can try the JV. Thank you. We are coming. And uh, I can't wait to drink all the coffees. I've never had Jamaican Blue Mountain before. So this will be a treat. And it's 100% authentic because yeah, it's the most wow. counterfeited coffee in the world. So as, as counterfeited as Kona? More. Wow. Most people have actually never had JBM who think they've had it. Yeah. So, wow. And I'll wait. give you a tutorial. The telltale style is the smell. You don't even have to taste it to know if it's authentic. Wow. I it has can't a very wait. unique smell. And once you have that baseline for what it smells like, you will know without even having to taste it. I can't wait. Yes. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. It's been, a, it's been an honor. Peace, love, and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.